30 men in all, 15 from Raw, 15 from SmackDown. The winner of the Royal Rumble will meet his champion, his friend's champion in the main event at WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania begins tonight. Tonight, if I can win the Royal Rumble, that means I go and have a title shot at WrestleMania. Tonight is so important to me because it gives me the opportunity to headline WrestleMania as the WWE Champion. Being a part of WrestleMania, to me, is the reason I'm in this business. WrestleMania is the greatest sporting event of all time. The Super Bowl of the WWE. It's what I wake up thinking about. It's what I go to bed thinking about. Once a superstar from the WWE is in the main event of WrestleMania, you want it over and over and over again. That's the ultimate dream is that bell rings and you're standing across the ring looking at another guy and you guys are the main event and the biggest event that there is. It couldn't mean anymore. Tonight at the Royal Rumble, Big Papa Pump, Freakzilla gets a chance to prove that he belongs in the main event at WrestleMania. That's my all-time ultimate dream, to headline WrestleMania. If you win the Royal Rumble, you're in the main event at WrestleMania. Tonight, I'm carving my spot at WrestleMania, and I will not be denied. The road to WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania starts tonight. again and welcome to another episode of the retro wrestling podcast episode number 25 i'm intern alex joined as always by the one and only the greatest referee in professional wrestling history patrick young patrick young as we enter the month of march well we took another week off because you fell ill are you feeling better this i'm week, feeling better sir? yeah i'm feeling a lot better i uh i had that flu epidemic stuff going around how long did it keep you out for? Uh, it kept me out for four and a half days. Now, so. are you going to be ready to return in time for WrestleMania? I will, I am 100% right now. Good okay. to go. Good to go. Good to hear, Good to buddy. Go. So what do you have for us from the news from this week, the year 2017, the first week of March? Current pro wrestling news. What you got, buddy? Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yes, the big story of the week. Are in talks with WWE. Ever since being purchased by Anthem Wrestling, they've restructured how the talent gets paid. Right. Well, uh, the talent didn't like uh, how they got this this payment restructure because the way they were getting paid was they would tape three episodes at a time or something like that. Or, right. And so you would get paid per episode. 
instead of per day. Well, what they've done now is they've decided, okay, well, since we're taping three episodes in one day, we're just going to pay you for one day instead of three days, even though we're taping three days worth of content. Well, this coincided with the Hardy's contracts coming up. And when they heard about this pay change, they said, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And even if they don't come back to the WWE, I think they're definitely a lock for the post-WrestleMania debut. That's what I think. If they don't, they can still make tons of money on the indie circuit because when you talk about TNA from the year 2016, Broken Matt Hardy was it. Man, what a loss. What a loss for this company. And we talk about it all the time. How does this company stay afloat? They announced a new TV deal over in the UK this week, but it's just like, you lost your biggest star. Mm -hmm. And not to mention Jeff. I mean, it's crazy to think in 2017 we're talking about Matt Hardy being the bigger star of the two Hardys, but... yeah. Also losing Jeff, they were the current tag champs, and you let them walk. Yeah. That's really bad. But it's good for us because hopefully, yes, it does mean a return eventually to the WWE. And, you know, I just hope that they don't do like they did with the Dudleys and just waste, you know, if they sign waste for- Waste that opportunity. Yeah. And, and if they sign for a year, I hope that we get our dream matchups, you know, that yeah. we, you know, our fantasy, our 2K17 matchups, so to speak, where we can actually see, you know, Gallows and Anderson versus the Hardys or- uh the would, new day. I would love to see Broken Matt Hardy against the Wyatt family. Well, it's going to be tough to do us since Randy burnt down the Wyatt compound. That on, was on, my next. That was my next on uh, SmackDown. My next news. But uh, uh, what do you have to add about the Hardys? Anything else? Uh, well, I think they do need to show back up. I think, unfortunately, Vince may want to go ahead and change the whole Broken Matt Hardy gimmick. And because you have Bray Wyatt already, it's doing so it, similar, yeah. yeah. And I, think, but I think that's what makes it for a good feud. That's what I think. And, and if and they're I'm on a, separate brands, and I feel like if they do do that, it's leave them alone, let them be what they've got, and just go with it. Well, and they also run into some legal issues with the broken Matt Hardy character because you know how the WWE operates when you leave, you can't keep your character, right? But now TNA Matt Hardy claims to have created this thing created this character and claims ownership of it and so it'll be interesting to see if tna decides to take him to court to keep him from using that it goes back to the old scott hall razor ramon wcw thing about right carrying over the same type of get even if they don't call him broken matt hardy or whatever right you know it's just the same sort of I don't, i'm not you know we don't have access to the hardy's contract i'm not sure if they have creative ownership of that character even or even calling Jeff Brother Nero, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they're reintroduced. But yes, uh, a definitely a WWE return would be wonderful. Even if they went down to NXT yeah. and uh, helped out. That'd be great. The The shocker for TNA is they signed Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio is one of these guys that for years has always been hyped by the internet wrestling community. Everything I read about, oh, he's so great. He's, he was so great in AAA. He's so great in this and that. I've just never been impressed by the guy. I haven't either. And TNA needs to stop making a habit of signing old WWE guys. You can do a few of them. I mean, Matt Hardy, for example, like a Kurt Angle, a Matt Hardy, someone that can, you know, someone with star power. Somebody that can actually draw. And, and I mean, nothing against Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow, even though he got hot for a minute in the in the Fed, he was never a top guy. Yeah. And when you're working with a limited budget, you have to really pick and choose what talent you want to bring in. And so instead of doing that, they should go out and find the next big thing. 
not to use the Brock Lesnar term, yeah. but you know, a lot like what Ring of Honor does. Ring of Honor brings up a lot of guys. I mean, like stuff like the Young Bucks and stuff like that. Uh, you know, go find something like that instead of bring retreading yeah. the same old guys. Throw, throw your money behind something that's actually going to pay off. Well, and you can get them cheaper too. Yeah, and then you can grow them from there. Yeah, Randy Orton burns down the Wyatt family's compound. This reminds me of shitty shitty wwe mid 2000s storylines like what what one of which we'll be reviewing later on my pick this week royal rumble 2003 but you know what it really does the intent is to make randy a baby face right he burnt down a man's house and his sister's ass and his yeah he chopped up the grave of his sister which he implied that bray wyatt may have killed but if he didn't kill, if he didn't kill Sister Abigail, if Sister Abigail was just buried there, he defaced a grave, you know. I mean, maybe she just died of natural causes. Right. And then he burnt the house down. Yes. This is not the uh, heroic baby face that we need. And also, we are, believe it or not, we're less than a month out from WrestleMania. I think it was a little early to do this turn, especially with forfeiting the number one contendership two weeks ago. The AJ Styles and the uh, Luke Harper thing going on and now this coming smackdown it's going to be aj and randy orton for the uh number one contendership at wrestlemania which randy orton will win of course right um based on i mean you don't burn down a house if they it would be it would be crazy though if he did burn down the house and then aj beats him next week and so it was all for nothing but it also stranger made stranger things have happened in wrestling yeah so. it, it also made bray look like a bit of a bitch honestly to sit there the way he's on his knees crying, crying. and yeah i his agree character that that was a big blow to his character. i mean and matt did the undertaker has the undertaker ever cried no exactly so i you even when kane and paul bear <laughs> defaced the undertaker's parents grave like you didn't see him crying like you just saw him like standing in the ring in shock and awe and just getting pissed off yeah that's that's the and reaction that's really that... what bray should have done instead of literally weeping in the ring yeah and and i mean what and it makes him look like a fool too because right. he trusted randy orton for all those weeks I, what's your prediction for the mania match between these two i mean do you think bray can somehow go i mean i no, mean they're gonna put the title on randy I think Bray should retain. We'll get. We'll talk about that closer. Yeah, we, we can get move closer. On. Um, they did do another JBL special. Oh, they did they one did. more. JBL and uh, Jimmy Hart. Okay, this is the last one. This is. I was confused. This is the last one. This is a must watch for anyone who is a Memphis wrestling fan. This is one that you need to actually sit down and watch as well. This is. Spent more time on the territories, more time on the Memphis wrestling than it was his WWE career. Now, did they talk about his music creation? Any? They went behind that and how it, how it form, uh, how it formed as a teenager into music, and then performing with Elvis Presley, and then performing, uh, making music for for Vince, and then so on for WCW. I mean, some of the greatest wrestling themes ever. Jimmy Hart creations. Right. I, I mean, mean, Sexy Boy yeah. for Shawn Michaels. I think the Goldberg. I yeah. think Goldberg's a Jimmy Hart deal. I, a lot of the WCW stuff, a lot of the great WCW ones, Man Called Sting, um, Mr. Bang Bang, all that yeah. stuff was at least co-written by Jimmy Hart. And, and yeah. that's They spend a lot of time talking about it. So it's, it's for anyone who wants to see the behind-the-scenes version of Jimmy Hart, not the character, this is a must-watch. 
This is a very good sit-down hour-long show. Shaq backs out of WrestleMania. Well, he says there's still a slight chance it could happen, but I guess the guy just didn't want to get in shape because Big Show did his part. Yeah. Big Show's got a six-pack. Yeah. Big Show's looking ripped. I haven't seen him look this good since like 94, 95, 96. Yeah, Big Show totally uh, did his part. So I don't know what Shaq's problem is. It's an yeah. easy payday. Yeah, uh, and, and it would be an easy match too. It would be an easy payday. An easy match. I don't know why he... It's in Orlando. The guy's got a house probably still in Orlando. Right. It could definitely go on the pre-show at least. I, I'd i put it on the main card. So now what do you do with Big Show? He just yeah. goes back into the Andre Battle Royal. He, he did all this working out. He, he got into all this great shape just to... Uh, that's, yeah. I mean, that's for his own health too, but I mean, just for... Uh, it's kind of a letdown because this match... Technically, this match was announced like a year ago. This is the longest build match. Right, because he was a part of the Andre Battle Royal last last WrestleMania. Yeah, and this has been in the in the new in the headlines for for a while now. Right. So very disappointed, actually. Yeah, surprising to say, you know, because I was looking forward to the match. I just thought, yeah, it'd be a stupid two minute match. It'd be fine. It'd be entertaining. Maybe he can challenge. Maybe he can challenge uh, Big Show to like a dunking contest or something. They don't even have to wrestle. That would be awesome. Get a trampoline. Let's see Big Show dunk. Yeah. See, let's see it happen. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Jack Swagger asked for his release from WWE. Oh, that's right. I have we have the official statement from WWE about Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger has not been granted a release from his WWE contract. When he is granted his release, Jack Swagger will remain under exclusive contract, a non-compete basically, for 90 days and will be compensated accordingly during that period. So, while he's not out officially yet, yes, he is well on his way and really wasted talent. Really wasted yeah, talent, but booked, but booked terribly. I agree 100%. This guy could have been Kurt Angle. Right. And the fact that, you know, and we talked about him last show or, you know, two weeks ago on the fact that he makes this great promo. He, you know, you're thinking on SmackDown when he jumps oh. over... He's gonna my, t- he's gonna tear it up. He, yeah, he shows up with his snapback hat on backwards. This was if the, you don't know me, you don't know Jack. Like, yeah, just you know, I mean, yeah, they made a they made a big deal about it, and you disappeared. Never, yeah, you never saw anything from him, and so it just wasn't even in the Rumble this year. I mean, it was it couldn't even take up a spot in the Rumble. Right. That's a kind that's the kind of talent though that I would be hesitant for TNA to sign too because he's just been so damaged. Yeah. Character-wise. Yeah. Um but a great talent. I mean, this guy was an all-American wrestler, a legit wrestler, a former world champion that ended up working, you know, on superstars and main event. Yeah. Probably had one of the worst world title runs in the history of the company. Well, and especially, I think the hottest he was probably was when he was with uh, Zeb Coulter and the uh, Real Americans thing, getting a lot of heat, being a great heel. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just drop it. Yeah, and I don't. I don't understand. I know they were getting flack for it. Saying, exactly. That's the kind and, of and heat the, you want. Right. And WWE's gotten to where they're kind of afraid to to get too much heat because they want to be politically correct. And we've got, you know, kids, we're PG, and, and so we don't want to be putting out content that's going to make you think we're 
you know, profiling or something along those lines. Yeah, but I mean, at the time they were they were basically a parody of the Tea Party. The Tea Party was super. I mean, was in the news all the time. You know, during that during that era, right? It was super topical. It was it was funny in a lot of ways. Jack needs a mouthpiece, and Zeb was a great mouthpiece for Jack. Um, where he goes from here, h- hard to really say. Indie shows, maybe Ring of Honor, but I would be hesitant for TNA. He's gonna need he's gonna need a lot of work I don't to rehab think, his. Count. I don't think New Japan would even touch him. I mean, he's really. I think he would actually. I think that would be a good spot for him, maybe in New Japan. I think so. I think that would be the kind of. Uh, it's just tough to say with him because he was brought up through the the WWE farm system, you know. Right. But hard to say where he goes from here. But I wish him the best of luck because he just had a he had a tough go of it. Yeah, he just got a he got a. Bad break. He got a bum deal on on the whole situation. WWE Hall of Fame 2K17 collection has come out. Oh, and this is well, this was for, your gripe from a few weeks for ago the, for the video game. And this was my gripe. If you don't know, go back about two months back, three months back. You'll have to go back to the Cherbet era of the show, yes, probably, because I I had a bitch fest and a half. Because they didn't include all the Freebirds. They they did not put Terry Bam Bam Gordy in in the game. And it's rather... It makes no sense. No. And and Michael Hayes still has his his, you know, giant jumpsuit of a of a robe with uh but the stars are just in an X. We can't make it a full blown rebel flag. No Confederate flag no. on them either. No. Oh, that's <laughs> That's lame. So, That's what they wore. Yeah. It's historical in yeah. that context. Right. And Yeah, so, you're right. That, I mean, that's why they won't do, you know, the real American Americans or whatever. So it's, uh, yeah. So Hey, next year's Hall of Fame class going to have Kurt Angle in it. So uh, there you go. But uh, what, what are some of the other uh, wrestlers included in this pack? You have uh, Papa Shango. Oh, of course. Godfather. And you have Godfather as well. Oh. You get both. Playable characters, wow. yeah. Um, you get uh, Wolfpack Sting. Ooh, Wolfpack Sting, yes. Get, uh, uh, very memorable. <laughs> very memorable Hall of Fame run. You get uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin. Uh, right. Ma- Michael P.S. Hayes. Uh, Buddy Roberts. You get Carrie and Kevin Von Erich. Oh, a couple Von Erichs in there. So you get to play as Carrie and Kevin Von Erich. The Texas Tornado. Right. Ivory and Jacqueline. Okay, cool. So, um, Jobber DDP, a younger WCW Cactus Jack. Cool. So, uh, with a with a and then a a '80s version Sting and an '80s version Ric Flair. And this Ric Flair more is I mean this Ric Flair is straight up '80s '80s late early '80s Ric Flair. He is full blown the giant. You know, hair poof, blonde poof hair, the, you know, muscular fit, but not ripped. I mean, this is straight up. It's very well done. Yeah, I have to check that out. This is the uh, this is the last DLC for old 2K17. We're already running out of. Uh... And, and it is a showcase. It, that's what I it took three hours for me to download. Wow. But it is a full blown showcase in which. You get video montage talking about 
each rivalry, talking about, oh, you had uh, you get 2000 version Big Show and uh, 2000 version of um, Big Boss Man. Oh, with, SWAT, SWAT Team Boss Man. Right, where, where Boss Man stole the Big Show's father's cat. <laughs> and he was unfortunately... Um, Hanged from the top of the Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 15, of course. Mir- miraculously, we forget that Hell in a Cell And he cell showed match. up the next night on Raw totally fine. Yes. That was really weird. Uh, but, yeah, the, la- the last bit of DLC for 2K17, you've got it all. Yeah. You went all in. I did. On this uh, 2K17. Now, would you, okay, for 2K18, would you, I mean, are you going to do the same thing? Are you? Gonna- I do it every year. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to do They've got it. you for life. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I need him to make some some tweaks, but uh I do really like uh what I've got so far. I don't have I don't have the last two DLC. I don't have this DLC pack or the uh the last one, but I did get the NXT one and I did get Goldberg. So uh I'm almost I'm almost up to where you're at. You get WCW version Bret Hart as well. So what is WCW Bret Hart? Uh sun- like- sunglasses different different colored shade of pink. Uh, different music. Oh, is WCW theme they, song? They wow. actually, they actually put in the original WCW music. It's not dubbed over crap. It well, is, it was so terrible that they probably didn't need to worry about dubbing it over, right? Yeah. And so they, it is put. It's a great, it's a great DLC. It's the best one yet, and the the last is the best. I would say. <laughs> Well worth the ten bucks or whatever they're charging if you didn't get the season pass or whatever. Yeah, loser like me didn't get the season pass. My last one is we announced it ahead before anybody else. We were the first to announce it. Congrats! I doubted you. I doubted you that Naomi was injured, but you knew somehow. Correct. You somehow sensed that she had a leg injury and would not be making it uh, to her next title defense. So. Don't doubt me, because I do have plenty of feelers in the locker rooms, and I am in the locker rooms myself. So you cannot doubt a talent that knows what he's talking about. thought it was weird they went ahead and had the title match and gave it right back to Alexa Bliss, though. thought that was kind of... Uh, both brands, what, what they're doing with the women's titles right now is very confusing to me. It, it, it's making it seem where it's not worth anything. And there's can you no, believe there's no history, there's no prestige to that title right now. And can you believe that they are going to waste John Cena in this mixed tag match at WrestleMania? Is it at WrestleMania because it's looking like it's going to be my man James Ellsworth is going to pin John Cena this Tuesday night on SmackDown. <laughs> With some help from the Miz, I do believe you're correct. So. Uh, but Miz and Maurice versus Nikki Bella and Cena. What a waste of John Cena at I WrestleMania. Agree. I agree. But if they do the marriage proposal, I guess it's all worth it. As much flack as, I mean, look, I, I wasn't always the biggest John Cena fan, but he's had a, the last couple of years of John Cena matches, he's delivered every oh, single yeah. time. And for him to be wasted, especially when it could have been him and Undertaker, but they're going to use Taker and Reigns. Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler of all time. Shawn Michaels is the greatest in-ring performer of all time. I think John Cena has surpassed Austin and surpassed Hogan as the greatest 
character of all time. Well, his character wasn't always exactly the same, as we'll see in this uh, edition of Royal Rumble 2003. But, but I mean, still though, he's oh for I mean, when God, you for the for for at least ten years is basically the same guy. Yeah, and when you look at I mean, when you look at the hard facts of of the the money that has been put into his merch is. Is, it's unreal. Sells more merch, does more Make-A-Wish visits for the kids, is the greatest ambassador this this company's ever had. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done, he's sold more merch than Hogan and, and Austin. He's done more than Hogan Make-A-Wish-wise. He's done, you know, more appearances than Austin did. Uh, and I, he does whatever the company tells him to. Yeah. I mean, he's running. He's doing the Nickelodeon Kids Awards. Kids Awards hosting hosting the thing. So yeah, I mean, I I think the appreciation of John Cena, like I said, when he finally steps away, an extended. I mean, he already steps away quite a bit, you know, right. as it is. But when he's gone for a really long time, we're re- That's when we'll really, really start to reflect upon the dominance. This all, guy. All these people that sit there and you know chant Cena sucks. Once he's gone, is when it's going to slap. Well, him in, I think now well, I'm just saying it's when it's going to slap him in the face. It's that, wow, I actually did enjoy him. Like he was a good entertainer. He was a good wrestler. He was great on the mic. So I think now now chanting Cena sucks is just a term. It's almost an, a term of endearment. Now it's well, just, I I know we're but, all in on the joke now. I guess that, right. But we're because still, everybody, I think he's won everybody. I think he's finally won everybody over. Yeah, I agree. There's nothing. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with being a baby face. No, for your entire basically career. Well, Royal Rumble 2003, he was not a baby face, but he's good at it. Right. It would have been nice. It would have been nice to see a heel turn maybe one day, but. It just it'd be bigger than Hogan. I don't see it ever happen. No, never. No, it's too late. Now. I I don't. We're, we're see too it far in. We're too. We're far committed one hundred percent now. There's no way of yeah. Coming we're locked back. in. Kelly Kelly is set to be backstage. Rumors are they are going to put her in the Emelina gimmick, and she's going to make her debut at WrestleMania. Her return, not really debut. Her return. At WrestleMania, well, I was going to mention this in the uh, in the Divas match we were treated to for Rumble 2003. This is going to sound bad, and it's not always true. There are some people that can prove me wrong, but and this goes for men too, for right. the most part. But I think there's a correlation between if you look really, really good, if you're a good, good-looking person, you can't wrestle. I'm sorry, it just seems to happen that way, especially with the Divas. Right? Yeah. Um. There's a correlation. I don't know. I mean, and Trish, a beautiful woman, right? eventually yeah. turned into a great wrestler. Yes. Lita, beautiful woman, turned into a great wrestler. The divas we have now, all very beautiful, good wrestlers. So it, it doesn't always hold up. But a lot of times, and Kelly Kelly's one of these examples where I think Kelly Kelly, Kelly Kelly, Stacey Keebler, Tori Wilson, Sable, Sonny, you know, five of the most beautiful women to ever be in pro wrestling. Miss Elizabeth. They're not wrestlers. Right. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with not being a wrestler. Eva Marie. There's nothing wrong with not being able to. It's not for everybody. So if they want to bring her back as this character, as the Eva Marie type character that basically just gets in the ring and never wrestles. that I think that's what they're they're kind of shooting for. Like the, the 
like I said on the last show, the sex appeal, but yet it's not. So uh, I would be happy. I, I think that gimmick is a great gimmick not to waste on, well, maybe it could have been. I, I feel like it's something to truly pursue. My last one. Well, if they if they tease it for 135 days and then don't deliver like they did this past time, then... Uh, it's it's dead in the Yeah, I, uh, it's... That's, throw let's it, figure it out, guys. Throw let's, it in the garbage, move on. Let's figure it out before we we Kurt Hawkins this thing and uh, <laughs> you let us all down. My last one. We were the first ones to officially announce DDP's going into the WWE Hall of Fame... And now it has been publicly announced. Congratulations to my friend Diamond Dallas Page going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Page Falkenberg, of course. Yes, his real name going into the Hall of Fame. You notice in their Hall of Fame video, they didn't include a single bit of his uh, WWE run. And for no reason. His his smile and his uh, stalking, stalking, of, uh, and he's a pervert. DV, DDP is a pervert. Yeah. So congratulations, DDP and Beth Phoenix. And there you go. There's, <laughs> uh, just like last week, I bitched a little bit about Teddy Long, Beth Phoenix. Sorry, 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 bro. No, 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 no. This, Not a chance. This is gonna shock the world. I agree with you 100%. Wow. She does not deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. It's nothing, and like I said about Teddy Long, it's nothing personal. But this Hall of Fame, and we, I'll, this, I'll keep this rant short, you know, it's not about, it's just not, it's just not in-ring performance or, or longevity or merch sales. It's just about who can we get to show up to this thing that we like, that we're on good terms with. Yeah. And she did, look, she was in the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, other than China, the only other woman to do that. Well, oh, never mind. Third woman, because of course they had uh, Karma. Yeah. They had uh, what's her name? Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong was in the Rumble, so they've had a few women in the Rumble. At the time, the women at the time she was there, it's a shame that they didn't have a Charlotte, a Becky, a Sasha, you know, a Bailey to at, compete with. To compete with, because that's what kind of makes her tenure there kind of less than Hall of Fame worthy because she didn't have anybody to work with. She's a great wrestler. She is. Very talented in-ring wrestler. Big bodybuilder. Uh, married to... Not Ab- married, but... Adam yes, Copeland. With Adam Copeland, Edge. Edge. Uh, just uh, either either is pregnant or just had their second kid together. Yes. So, so I'm sure he'll be giving the uh, induction... Sp- it's one way to get Edge to the Hall of Fame, too. Again, I guess. yeah. I thought Chris, Christian was rumored to be going in, too, so this could be all of Edge's, uh, his family here, Now, basically. see, I agree with Christian. I, I would be okay with Christian. I love Christian, Patrick, but no. No. I, but I I don't agree with Beth Phoenix, and I... But Jacqueline's in. So, I mean, right, there you go. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Congratulations to Beth Phoenix. We'll be there. We'll, 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 we will. We'll, we'll yeah. still stand and clap just like we would for Mr. T, so it really doesn't matter. Man, that was a rough, rough acceptance speech. Yeah, he loves his mama. That was a rough acceptance speech. Whew, man. That... Uh, we talked about Beth Phoenix. Yes, yeah, she was in a uh, women's division that was less than stellar. And Royal Rumble 2003, my pick. Had a women's match that was a lot less than stellar. <laughs> yes, uh... 
This was my pick because, of course, on our last review, the debut of Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, shows up in the WWE. His uh, AOL Time Warner contract expired, and it was a mystery. Which brand would this guy be going to? What would he be doing? What is a, What is next for Scott Steiner? Well, this pay-per-view revealed that he did, in fact, sign with the Raw brand, which, in hindsight, we can get into this during the Triple H match, but... I think was a, a bit of the wrong move, but he also he also debuted as a babyface. Yes, which I think is really the wrong move because a man named Big Papa Pump that looks like this guy, yeah, he can't He's, be a babyface. Scott Steiner can work a crowd as a heel more than anybody in the wrestling business. I don't know. Bubba Ray Dudley did a great job as a as. I mean, that's yeah, true. That's true. There is there's a there's a ECW Bubba Ray Dudley video that if you have not seen, he almost decided to riot. So there's a litany of of great shit talking heels. Yeah, but and, I mean he he could get out there, fans in your face, and fans literally get scared shitless to to talk to him. They'll they'll talk shit while he's in the ring, but when he gets straight in their face, they they back off, and so it's it's just funny. So we're going to hop back into our time machine and head back to January. It is January 19th, 2003. We're heading up to Boston, Mass. We're at the Fleet Center, which is now known as the TD Garden, the home of the Celtics. A crowd of 15,338 people are on hand for this Royal Rumble to determine who goes to the main event of WrestleMania Wow, 19. That is a small crowd. Well, because now they want the Rumble to be like WrestleMania. They've gotten this idea in their head this past year by going to the Alamo Dome. And they had been there in 97 before, but now they've gotten the now they want the Big 4 to be all WrestleMania sized venues. And I mean, we went to a Rumble at the Phillips Arena, which is small, you know, probably smaller than the the, the Fleet Center. Right. But it held what well, you would say I say there was about 30,000 people. Uh, probably 20 maybe for, for the rumble, but it's not, they don't want to do that anymore. No. They don't want to run this venue anymore. And that's, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry to let you know, Vince. WrestleMania is WrestleMania for a reason. That's why it's in the big venue. That's I'm okay with the big four being, I mean, but you had, you go, you go back to the fact that you had survivor series at Phillips arena two years ago with undertakers, 25 years. So, the big four aren't always at big arenas. Yeah, but I think they're. That, but I think, that's what they're trying to drive towards. Yeah, I think that's what they started with with the Rumble this year. Right. I, I'm not sure yeah. where. Uh, well, and they've been having SummerSlam in Brooklyn, but they're they're turning it into a four day event now, where where you have an access and you have yeah, exactly, and there and the well and what was it like four years in a row? It was in L. A. Yeah, SummerSlam was so, and they were still ha- they had a SummerSlam access back then too. But right, yeah, this is bef- this is before that era when they look. You're just not you're just not gonna draw for the rumble. I'm not gonna travel an extended distance for the rumble. I love the rumble. I think it's the best uh, gimmick match. But you know, if it's not within a couple hours, I'm not making the drive. I'm not if it's between that and Mania. I've right. I've got three hundred dollars to spend or whatever. Yeah. I got to pick Mania. Yeah. Because it's Mania. Speaking of Rumble, nobody's talking about Roadblock. Nobody cares about Roadblock. This is a news thing. Oh, yeah. Quickly. This is a news thing. Nobody gives a shit. The only one we're worried about. 
Does yeah. Does Goldberg walk out with Ch- Champ or no? I don't think his feud needs it. I really don't think his feud with Lesnar needs it, but I think he. I think he is. I think he is also. Side note: There we go. Back there to was our, our prediction. That was it. The rest of the card. Who gives a shit? About exactly. It. Back to our pay per view. Royal Rumble 2003. Yes, it's presented by PlayStation 2 now, which is interesting because the Survivor Series, which we did last week, was, was PlayStation 3. No, it was presented by Xbox. Oh, it was okay. So we have dueling video game systems. Which one did you have, Patrick, the Xbox or the PS2? I had both. You had both. Wow. Well, I got an Xbox strictly for Legends of, of Pro Wrestling. Well, they had that on both, you know. The very last one, with Sting and Savage and all of them, you could only get Xbox-wise. So, but yeah, I had, I had both, and then I later got Big Papa Pump being a part of uh, WWF Raw or WWE Raw for Xbox only. And all right, they did have some uh, wrestling some, exclusive games. So, which, by the way, those games are very inferior to the SmackDown games on the PlayStation. Identical. Though. Same no, game. they're not identical. Do not ever say that. Same game. Nah, bullshit. So anyway, let's get you up to speed. Just a quick recap of what's happened since Survivor Series. Okay, now when we left Survivor Series, Big Show was our WWE champion. And Shawn Michaels was our world champion. Correct. And at Armageddon, Triple H defeated Shawn Michaels in a three stages of hell match to take the title back. Essentially, so a one-month title run for For, Shawn Michaels. What's the logic there, do you think? They didn't want Shawn Michaels' first WrestleMania back to be a main event, strictly because nobody knew how long this run with his back was going to last. Now, as it... That's your theory. As it pertained later on, you know, he had like a 10-year run or something. (laughs) Yeah, yes, yeah. But, I mean, that was, you're coming back just, what, eight months from right. SummerSlam to Rumble. Okay, so, so, I see your So, point. they don't want to, with a bad back, with a guy with a broken back, basically, you don't want to put your whole main event of the biggest show on on the back of, of a man who may, may can't deliver. Instead, they put it on a guy that had his esophagus crushed at the elimination chamber yeah, Triple H. exactly, yeah. Now, as for the WWE Championship, well, of course, we knew Big Show would not be headlining WrestleMania, so he was defeated by Kurt Angle when Kurt Angle became a Paul Heyman guy and formed Team Angle at Armageddon. So we had a title change, so now Angle is your WWE Champion and Triple H is your World Champion. And And, so that is what has changed. Those are the big changes from Survivor Series to Rumble. And this this Rumble leads into one of the greatest knockouts in wrestling, WrestleMania history. On this main card, there's only six matches, so we're going to breeze right through this rather quickly. Uh, We missed our dark match. This was on Sunday Night Heat or whatever they called it at the time. Spike Dudley defeated Steven Richards with Victoria in 336, so... 
Sorry, we. Missed I would out like on to have one. seen that. Actually, <laughs> that would have been a pay per view match. I would have liked to have seen. Now the theme song for tonight is "Falling Apart" by Trust Company, and I hope you like this song because you'd hear it all night long. Now <laughs> I have an admission to make: guilty pleasure. I liked Trust Company. So at the time, had I been watching pro wrestling, this was a this was a dark time for me in pro wrestling. Correct. And I'll get into that at the end of the show. But I wasn't really watching then. But had I been watching, I would have loved hearing this Trust Company song. Especially compared to that fucking saliva song we heard. It was terrible. Always. And then, yes, I was unaware that they played King of the World for Chris Jericho. As you can tell, they dropped that, you know, already at Royal That was one of the worst. What were they thinking? Jericho's theme song is, not to say it's the best theme song. We could have a whole show about theme songs, but Break the Walls Down is an awesome theme song. And for them to let Saliva do what they did to to Jericho, I know he's he was playing a heel. For King of My World. Which oh, was my like, goodness. It was, it was bad. It was King of Shit yeah, is what it was. it was. It was bad. Speaking of shit. Oh, yes. Well, tonight, <laughs> tonight we get two broadcast teams. Of course, this is our brand split. Raw and SmackDown proudly present Royal Rumble 2003. We get Cole and Taz for SmackDown. And Lawler and JR will be calling for Raw, and they only get to call the uh, Royal Rumble. No, no, no SmackDown no commentary. No commentary for Rumble. So, and that's odd because they split it evenly, fifteen apiece. Raw and smacked it, which they didn't do this year because if you remember in the uh, this year's or well the 2016 brand extension, SmackDown got screwed. They only got one pick for every Raw. Raw got two picks for every SmackDown's one. That was because they're three hours. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. they need more time to fill. But, and then they got cruiserweights. And then, yeah, <laughs> then they got screwed on the cruiserweights. Oh, and then, then they got Samoa Joe just a couple weeks ago. So SmackDown really got fucked over in 2016 and 2017. But in t- 2003, it was slightly different. Now, the first match, I knew you were excited about this because I this was. is our favorite match from last time. I was. It's and- the rematch we've all been waiting for. It's Big Show versus Brock Lesnar. And this is for the number 30 spot of rest of the Royal Rumble. This is what they said. I swear, I, I didn't pull the audio of them saying this. This is for the number 30 spot of the Royal Rumble. Or so they say. Exactly. What was Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman's a shitty manager. Was he still with Big Show? Did he come out with he Big Show? He was with Big Show, yes. So he's with Big Show and Angle. And Angle. And Team Angle. So he was creating his own little Heenan family. <laughs> the, at this point in time. The Heyman family. The Heyman family. A yes. shit family. So anyway, the worst match of Survivor Series 2002 will open up Royal Rumble 2003. So this is for a spot in the Rumble, unlike this past year's Rumble where you could just say, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm in. I'm in. I'll be there. I'll yeah. see you there. So they have to fight for it for some reason. And yes, not just any spot. Not a liver spot. Not my dog spot. The 30th spot. That's what they claim. Well, when Lesnar comes out, man, he is jacked. He is jacked out of his mind, and he is pacing around. He is just, he is so fast at this point and lean and just lean and mean, and his head looks about three times smaller than it does today for whatever reason. That's from taking all those punches. (laughs) And Big Show, by the way, still looks like shit here. He, uh, yeah, he had fattened up. He even looks worse than he did at Survivor Series. He had fattened up. He's still wearing his pants and his tank top. So here we go. The, uh, the kickoff 
the exciting kickoff between your two big men here. Lesnar lays some shoulders and kicks into show in the corner. Big Show nearly gets his neck broken on a belly-to-belly from Lesnar. Remember how well he was taking those belly-to-bellies at Survivor Series? Not this time, Patrick. Yeah, uh, the uh, the release was a little too early and on Lesnar's part, and uh, it was ugly. <laughs> and you know when it when you do so when you do an ugly wrestling move, do it again. So he did it again, belly to bellies him. And uh, when he does it the second time, he smiles because he knows that it it looks like shit. <laughs> uh, he tries it a third time, but Show fights out of it, which was smart. <laughs> yes, to save his own life, he fought out of it. This is the only pretty much offense from Show. He dumps Lesnar out of the ring, and Lesnar on the way out hits his back on the ring apron to the yeah, ground. That was an ugly fall. I mean, that's basically how Shawn Michaels screwed up his back. So right. that was yeah, not... I was I was shocked when he bounced back up to his feet as quick as he did. Well, as we found out at WrestleMania 19, this man can apparent he's <laughs> apparently made of rubber. So show oh, they get man. back into the ring and show does his big chops, which are more like slaps with that giant hand of his to Lesnar in the corner. Lesnar then takes show to Suplex City, a big German suplex for a two count. Heyman intervenes, grabs Lesnar's leg. Show hits a big boot to the face of Lesnar, but doesn't cover him for whatever reason. Show then calls for the choke slam, but Lesnar rolls through the choke slam attempt for an arm drag. Then we get another belly to belly where Brock chucks Show across the ring. This was this was the good belly to belly suplex in the match. Yeah. Belly to belly suplex. We'd be seeing a lot of those tonight. Uh, I have a feeling. Lesnar decides, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go beat up Paul Heyman now. He teases doing an F5 on Heyman, but show hits the choke slam on, on Brock Lesnar and covers, but Lesnar kicks out for a two count to a huge reaction. I love show's face. Yes. This was, <laughs> the one thing I can say about big show, his acting ability his overacting and acting is usually very, very good. And yeah. his reaction when Lesnar kicked out of the choke slam, the camera zooms in, his eyes are just bulging out of his skull. He just can't believe his jaws dropped. Yeah. Like, oh my god. It was it was one of those Hogan facials. It was it was hilarious. And so show is like, okay, I can't believe this. So he takes down his straps like Jerry Lawler used to do. And then he says, you know what? I'm gonna try it again. So he goes for another one, but uh uh-oh, gets hit with an F5, a shitty-looking F5. Yeah, it was was brutal. A brutal F5. One, two, three. Brock Lesnar is in the Rumble. Number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. And there you have it. So Lesnar, I think they made the right choice here by putting Lesnar in the Rumble. I don't think Big Show was was heading to uh, the main event of Mania. What did you think of this match, Patrick? This was rough. I don't think they I, had improved much after, from Survivor Series. After seeing this match again, it dawned on me. Every time Lesnar is in the WWE, they feel like the only person that he can compete with Always is the Big of- Show. Think of this. After when he made his comeback, yes. if it wasn't Taker having their feud, it was him and Big Show having a feud. They did a a network exclusive oh, yeah. of Japan, like a Japan show. Strictly because it was built around Big Show and, and I thought that I think they fought at a, a Rumble too yeah. again since he came back this last time. They they they, they love that match in some way. I mean the ring collapsing spot. Yeah, like, now that was cool. Well, that was cool, but it's like 
in some weird way, Brock Lesnar sort of keeps Big Show employed. It like yeah. because like <laughs> this is the pairing they always want. Like they, f- it's almost like putting Savage and Hogan together. They know that we can put these two together, and it's going to be. It might not be the best match, but it's going to be good enough. That it's people something. Are, it's something. It's a big guy that that Brock can beat. Yeah, that doesn't mind losing. Um. Up next, we have the Dudley Boys. They are out to take on, for some reason, Lance Storm and William Regal have these tag belts, these raw tag team belts, which were created specifically because of the brand split. So these are relatively new titles. The Dudley Boys are back. Remember the reunion at Survivor Series? I guess uh, in the meantime, Devon got sent to Raw. So they reunited because uh, Batista was on his own too at this point. So uh, no more no more Reverend no. Devon. That was... Uh, Man. Testify. A young Batista was a very green Batista. Let's put it that way. For the Rumble. Well, his appearance tonight. in the Rumble, yeah. This but, was this was rough. But you could tell they had big plans for this guy. Yeah, they did. But you had Lance Storm and William Regal together because it was the spinoff of like the Un-Americans. Do you remember when they did that? Right, and yeah. Everybody had kind of gone their separate ways and they're like, oh, well, here's another guy that's not from... When Vince... You know, when Vince and this creative States. team doesn't have an idea for you and you happen to be from another country, they put just them together. Put them together. League of Nations. Yeah. Anything. Or or, so, or social outcasts if you're just like a jobber. So but for some reason they're the tag champs. So how do you think this Matt? You know, who who do you think's leaving with the belts tonight? I'll, Nick, yeah. Nick Patrick. He does the Patrick Young move here. He pats down the heels. It's very rare that they show the pat down so close up. We'll see if this plays into the match any. That's because leading into this match, William Regal and those damn brass knuckles. This is a big problem for his career. He, he was loves knocking, these brass knuckles. He was knocking everybody out with the power of the punch. Power of the punch. So the match starts. Bubba hits a power bomb on Storm and goes for some sort of weird cloverleaf looking submission. Regal breaks it up. Devon and Regal are now the legal men. Devon hits a scoop slam, an elbow for a two count. Regal hits a T-bone suplex for a two. USA chance breakout for the Dudley boys, which that is a stretch. I mean, come on, guys. You don't know. Just because they come out with a Canadian and a British flag doesn't mean we have to chant. It's not like the Dudley boys are decked out in, like, USA. Like, if you are... If you are a Jack Swagger or Kurt Angle, then... Jack Swagger, Kurt Angle, uh, Hulk Hogan... Dale Wilkes... The, Del Wilkes, the Patriot. The Patriot. Um, yeah. I'm forgetting a big one. Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan, yeah. Just big, you know, if that's your gimmick already, USA chance, fine. Yeah. But just because you happen to not be from America, you know, you're ha- you happen to be American, and that doesn't mean... You're taking on non-Americans, yeah. There was a great video last year. Kevin Owens told, at a, it was some, at some house show, he told the Someone in the crowd watched. I'm going to get them to chant USA for me, even though I'm from Canada. And sure enough, he made it happen. That's awesome. People are just so damn stupid. Well, Kevin Owens works the crowd. Yeah. Unbelievable. Lance locks in a sleeper to Devon. Bubba gets the hot tag and clotheslines the heels. He splashes both in the corner. Bubba side slams Storm for a two count. He Germans Lance Storm for a two count. We get a Bubba bomb to Lance for two. Then Regal breaks it up. Devon gets the blind tag. It's time for the waza. Then Chief Morley, the former Val Venus, who now is a corporate stooge of Bischoff, comes out 
and Regal grabs his brass knucks. But he gets 3D'd anyway. This stupid guy was too busy looking in his pants for his knucks and got 3D'd. When he gets 3D'd, Devon grabs the pair of brass knucks, hits Lance Storm, who was the legal man, and there you go. One, two, three. The Dudleys have now won 16 World Tag Team titles, which in 2017 is probably somewhere in the 30s or 40s by now. And tag titles these guys have held. Yeah. it's. Uh, I believe this was their last reign as WWE Tag, tag Champ. They, they routinely won them just to lose them at WrestleMania. So yeah. I, I'm not... I'm not quite familiar about the WrestleMania card, but I, and it seemed like they always lost them to Edge and Christian, but they were broken up at this point. But yeah, this might be it for them. They're I don't almost, think the Dudleys made it to WrestleMania this year. Really? Well, let me look. They didn't make it to WrestleMania 19. Yeah, so the time for the Dudley boys was winding down here. You're right. They they only made it to the pre-show of WrestleMania 19, but uh, another tag team title win. Don't really know what... Storm and Regal had, I mean, they had nothing else for him, I guess. So, and Lance Storm, well, William Regal as well. William Regal's one of the greatest technical wrestlers in the business, but Lance Storm is as well. And I, I think pairing the two of them together, though, it, you had to have a mouthpiece, and neither one of them actually were a mouth. The thought process behind that tag team would have been awesome, but it just, I don't think, worked. So yes, the Dudleys take home the tag team championship in seven twenty four in a match that I thought could have just been cut altogether. Because I would have loved to have given seven more minutes to the Angle Benoit match coming up later in yes. the night. Uh, I would love to have just <laughs> skipped this next match completely. Yes. I will play this, the, the oh, lead up. This was bad, dude. This is shitty. This was raw bad. riding. Okay, well, let me explain a bit of what was going on in my world in pro wrestling in 2003 and, and why SmackDown had the better show at this time. This was SmackDown 6 era. They had the better right. roster. And then Bischoff was is doing HLA, three-minute warning, all this stupid shit. But for some reason... It this, worked. But for some reason, this angle was on SmackDown and involved Don Marie marrying Tori Wilson's father, Al Wilson, and fucking him to death. And that... I is, wish I wish we were making this up. And as you will hear in this promo piece, despite fucking this man to death, Don Marie has the gall to tell Tori Wilson, you killed Al Wilson and smashed her with a lamp at the funeral for her now deceased father. A very bizarre, bizarre. This is, yeah, this isn't as this bad was, as. This was bad. This isn't Katie Vick territory. This is getting close. <laughs> This is, I mean, this is right there at it. A week ago, I was the happiest woman in the world. I married my sweetheart, Al Wilson. And despite all the jealousy and all the interference of some of his family members, Al and I, we still fell in love. I want you to be happy, but you're being used. Don Marie is making you look ridiculous. Why can't you see it? We were on our honeymoon. Everything was so perfect. Al, are you ready? Come in here. Yes. Again, Al. Come on. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Al. Honey. I'm feeling frisky. Al? Now, Al's past. (laughs) Al, Al, Al! 
Wasn't it? It was like they made out in a hotel room leading up into this. Oh yeah, like what? Like an? I think it was Armageddon oh. or something. Yes, it was Armageddon right before this. Yeah. This is back when the divas couldn't help but make out with one another for yeah. no reason. Yeah. If this was this was not just a storyline that was built for this pay per view. What I'm getting at is this was a storyline built over months. <laughs> yes. And that's what's so bad about it is this wasn't like a one time hit wonder. We're going to do it for like three weeks and, it, you know, for a pay-per-view. It's almost like SmackDown. They couldn't just let SmackDown be a complete wrestling show. They had to have some bullshit thrown in. And this was SmackDown's bullshit. This was bad, dude. This was this was rough. So here we go. It's for the first time ever, a stepmother versus a stepdaughter match. Taz says this will be an ugly matchup. Well, Taz, you were right. You nailed it. At one point, they try a move on each other, and they end up ramming each other's heads into one each other. By the way, neither of these women can wrestle. That's the biggest problem with having a wrestling match. Before we, yeah, let's get back into what you were saying earlier. Seeing this match made me so happy to see the Divas or women's revolution now because this was like you said this point in time they just couldn't wrestle uh, they just couldn't these are the only notes i have for this matches they ram each other's heads into one another by accident tori hits with a swinging neck breaker who gives a fuck tori wilson beats don marie in 336 and this there you go is, this was almost four minutes of my life i wish i had back what a fucking waste. This was bad. So stupid. What was unfortunate about, with the network, I can go back and watch SmackDown from this era, but during this time locally, back in my day, kids, I'm going to get old man Alex on you for a second. Back in my day, SmackDown was on a, uh, on a network called UPN. Yes. There was UPN and there was WB. Yeah. So there was ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, UPN, WB. Here's what happened locally. The WB was carried on WGN, which was a super station like TBS. So if you had cable, you had a WB affiliate, basically. You had UPN at first okay. because our WFLI, our local affiliate, was the UP, they, they carried UPN. Right. There was some sort of rule change in the cable industry where they said to WGN, the superstation, you can't be WB because you are a superstation. So when WB left WGN, WFLI dropped 
WPN. And so they took over the WB license, which means we lost SmackDown. One of these networks, I forget whether it was our CBS affiliate or our Fox affiliate, picked up UPN as, quote, secondary programming. And what that means is that they could air UPN shows, but it was at random times. It would get preempted for sports. So we lost SmackDown for a very long yeah, time. We didn't get we did not get SmackDown for a good five or six years. At least. Yeah. From from the gold and the golden age of it. The the time that everyone Correct. talks about it being awesome. Correct. Like when you're talking about, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger being a part right. of it in two thousand up to like two thousand six or seven. We did not have SmackDown at all here yeah. in the Chattanooga area. It wasn't until WB and UPN merged into CW that we got it back. Correct. Um and then it went to MyNet and then it went to sci fi and then we we had it ever since. But so we missed a lot of this. Well the CW just little Chattanooga wrestling history. CW, which was then part of Channel Twelve News Channel 12 News was the first ones that carried um, Harry Thornton wrestling here in Chattanooga. And the oh, it was WDEF. Yeah. yeah, here in the in 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 the the 50s, 60s, and early yeah, 70s. Yeah, over at the Memorial Auditorium. At the Memorial Auditorium. So yeah. a little shout out to uh, to Harry Thornton. Jim Cornette who, has a lot of stories from uh, from those days. Yeah, Bobby Eaton as well, and uh, the Rock and Roll Express, who was going in the Hall of Fame. So many others. Yes. So we missed this era, and you know what really sucks, though, is that we missed, since Taker was SmackDown exclusive, we missed years of Taker. We missed years of Mysterio. If you wanted to see them, you had to basically order pay-per-views. Right, that was... Because you didn't have the WWE Network either, kids. You had to pay the... The, the 30 bucks for pay-per-views and if it was one of the big four you were paying 60 yeah so i i'm glad we spent time talking about that rather than this match because this match was garbage yeah. this was garbage from this was shit this from was a rough. shit sandwich this was rough man so and you're this next match wasn't much better oh boy yeah <laughs> this next match was wasn't much better it's not good when big show and lesnar so far is match of the night yes. so far, you know, like, yes. uh, yeah, things aren't going too, too well in Royal Rumble 2003. And this next match is no exception. It's time for triple H <laughs> a heel versus heel matchup. Basically big Papa pump versus, well, he was, they tried to portray Steiner as a baby face. So I guess it's not heel versus heel. So but it's, it didn't, it, it, by the time this match happened, it didn't work. Like, it didn't work for a number of reasons, right. but it's Triple H and Big Papa Pump. I will include the promo piece that aired about this. You know what built this matchup? Arm wrestling contests, pose offs. They had it. Yeah, they had. This a is just down. two roidy, muscly dudes that just want to show off their bodies to each other. This is just. This was. This was. Whose muscles are bigger? That that yeah. that was. That was. The whole premise of this match. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, you know what? My bicep is... Well, that's fine. My tricep. Well, you know what? Look at my calf. You know, that, <laughs> that crap. Yeah, it macho. Was, yeah, it was... It was. By the way, Ric Flair, what a waste having him as a manager here. And oh, I agree. Because this was one of his... Still, he was still in great shape. Yeah, and could go really well and and teach the kids of, of tomorrow. And... um and there was a yeah, there was a two to three year span where they you Vince on him in the ring. You managed Triple H only, and, and in Triple H's uh, to his credit, 
he he got him back in the ring. Yeah. Now he after he started partying with uh, Evolution, he you know his look deteriorated quite a bit, but he still got he still got him back in the ring. So as much as I shit on Triple H, at least he convinced Vince to let this guy back in the ring, the, the goat to let the goat back in the ring. You know, the yeah, greatest of all time. And he 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 is. I don't think you can dispute that argument either. I mean, no, definitely. A lot not. of people tried it. Just now, doesn't work. before we get into the match, here's how I would have rebooked this. Raw was very short on baby faces, basically, at the time, which is, I guess, why they made Scott Steiner a baby face. And that's why you had Sean as part of Raw, too, because Sean, at this point in time, had the comeback story. Right. And, and all that. So he was pulling baby face. One Shawn Michaels on Raw was carrying like three baby faces on SmackDown. Proceed. I thought the better feud for Steiner coming back, bring him back as a heel and have him feud with Booker T because it's a continuation from their WCW. The last WCW. The last Raw, yeah. The last the Nitro. Last Nitro I mean. The last Nitro is Booker T and, and Steiner. And also, it elevates Booker T as a bigger baby face. Now, you can't have Steiner lose his first match. Well, I mean, there's so much wrong with this, Patrick, that we could spend a whole podcast just talking about the booking, the signing, and everything they did with Scott Steiner and how they fucked this up. Well, and and after this match is when they basically took Stacey Keebler away from Tess and put Stacey Keebler with Scott Steiner. Well, they gave Steiner one more shot and no way out. He got the rematch. He was MIA at uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. And that's when that's when they repackaged him with Stacy and put him in a feud with Test. Yeah. So he Who's, was, you know. So anyway, yeah, they it just was, it was bad. Well, yeah. and I, and also they had a big problem because after WrestleMania 19 they had Goldberg coming in. Yeah. So that pretty much killed anything Steiner had going as your WCW comeback guy he just got lost this is what i say about like if aj styles had come aboard this time he just would have gotten lost yeah. they had too many they didn't know what to do they didn't know what to do with guys they still don't know what to do with a lot of guys but the lead up to this match is of course bischoff signs the hottest free agent scott steiner we get pose downs arm wrestling weightlifting, push-up contests you know, all the stuff that guys just naturally do. You know, me me and you, when we have a problem, you know, we arm wrestle. When I was a kid, well, I say kid, teenager, watching this feud, I remember they would do like two-week builds on these. Like, stay tuned in two weeks' time. They're getting pumped. In two weeks' time, they're going to have an arm wrestling contest. Or they're going <laughs> to have, two weeks' time, they're going to have a bench press contest. And you're sitting there going, Really? That's what I want to tune into Raw to see. So Yeah, so that's what's going on on Raw. Yeah. Here's the preview of the feud. I'll play it for you. Holler, if you hear me, Big Papa Pump is out after Triple H and Ric Flair. Earl, he knows these guys, and he is not going to fuck around tonight. I love Earl. This was awesome. This was, this, I, I want more refs to do what Earl did here and get yeah. right up in their face. Listen, I know how both of you are. I'm not putting up with your crap. I'm not putting up with your crap, you know. Or Flair's crap. Or Flair's crap, too, yeah. It was, uh, I loved Earl during this. This. Unfortunately, he would go back on his promise later on. And Yeah. Anyway. So we get chops and strikes from Steiner, which takes Triple H to a knee. Of course, you know, Triple H isn't going to just fall over for anybody. 
Steiner press slams Triple H. We get more chops. Crowd totally uh, dead for this. Steiner locks in a Boston crab. Well, they are in Boston, so I guess he's playing to the home crowd here. But H makes it to the ropes. Triple H whips Steiner to the ropes, hits that signature Triple H knee. Steiner fucking no-sells it. I know. That, you know how, and at that moment. That Harley Race high knee, he and that's that's his lead up to basically to the pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. And and Steiner hits the mat and bounces right back up. And at that moment, I was thinking to myself, you might you probably just got yourself fired. Yeah. Because you better sell for Triple H, pal. Yeah. Uh then we get a bear hug, your favorite move. These two muscly guys just <laughs> hugging, squeezing the life out of one another. And here we go on our belly to belly countdown. <laughs> belly to belly number one right. for Triple H from Scott Steiner. He covers for a two count. A Steiner recliner is attempted, but Nate saves H by getting him to the ropes. Steiner gets distracted by Flair. Then more chops to Triple H. H finally gets some offense in by whipping Steiner into the steps. Flair chokes Steiner with his sport coat. Good use of your sport coat there, Rick. H tries a pedigree, but Steiner just catapults H instead. He hits a suplex and tries a power slam, but Triple H reverses it into a neck breaker. Triple H has a great neck breaker, by the way. Yes, he does. Almost looks like a diamond cutter, as JR put it. Belly to belly number two on Triple H. Steiner is already gassed. He is sucking wind, and we are just barely into this match. Yeah, we're, we're what, two minutes in? Two and a half. I mean, we spent while, a while talking about it, but we're, we're two minutes into since the ring. He's already gone too long. Yeah. Belly to belly number three on Triple H, followed by belly to belly number four on Triple H, <laughs> followed by belly to belly number five on Triple H. Steiner then tries a tiger bomb, but botches it. He fucks up a tiger bomb, yes. and the crowd boos the shit out of him. Yes. Instead of trying it again, he just covers uh, for a two count. Steiner superplexes Triple H for two. And my goodness, this is a boring match. <laughs> just the pace, man. Steiner moves at the speed of a snail, and he's on offense yeah. for most of this match. Right. And not to say that Triple H is, you know, Jeff Hardy running around out there either. I, I know I know turtles that move faster than these two men. Yes. So Flair and Triple H, after this boring match, they say, you know what? Fuck this match. Let's just go home. So they leave. Unfortunately, Steiner runs them down and scuffles with Flair. And for whatever reason, Triple H starts bleeding. We mentioned this last time. Triple H and HBK during this time bled at will for no reason. So Triple H has now bladed from a punch, I guess. Uh, H and Steiner battle in the crowd. Steiner rolls H in the ring and he does the push-ups, which gets booed. Flair wants the match stopped because, you know, Triple oh, H is the, bleeding. Yeah. Need to cut. call the match. Well, I love how they said that if they stopped the match, Triple H would retain the title. That is so far wrong, it's not even funny. How is that wrong, though? Because if you stop... If oh, referee, it's like throwing in the towel. It's like submitting, basically. Exactly. But a ref stoppage, if you, Patrick Young, stopped the match, he would retain, right? No. Okay, see, the now referees, little, The referee's in charge of the match. So uh, if the referee's decision is, you can't continue, then I'm awarding a new champion. If your champ can't continue, and it's my, it's to my, it's to my discretion that if he can't go on, or if he tries, it's going to affect him permanently 
and then I'm awarding a new champion. It's like a TKO. Exactly. Well, that's a good point. See, um, my argument, my idea was that if you, without Flair, Flair at, is asking you to stop the match. To me, that's throwing in the towel. That means new champion. If Flair didn't ask you and you stopped it on your own, I think he should retain. I don't. I don't have a reasoning for this. This is just what. This, this is, is just how you feel. This is just how I. This, it's my book of rules, which we need to get that WWF book of rules and go over it. But uh, Earl, of course, says. I'm not stopping the fucking match. Get out of here. Uh, Triple H doesn't like that answer. So Earl gets thrown out of the ring to try to cause the DQ. Earl gets back into the ring and he goes to ring the bell. But then he says, you know what? No. Fuck you, Triple H. Exactly. I told you. I'm not taking your shit. We're going to have this match. Yeah. So then we get belly to belly number six from Scott Steiner to Triple H. He kicks out at two. Flair is going crazy ringside. So mad at Earl Hebner. H almost schoolboy Steiner for a three while he was distracted by H. H then goes and gets his trusty hammer, which the ring crew should have checked for that hammer. There's no reason the hammer should be there. I mean, do you use a hammer to set up a ring for any reason? Well, I mean, I do because I'm so muscular, but... Of course. But others, you know, others don't really need it. I can see maybe a screwdriver or a little hammer, but not a big sledgehammer. Triple H goes and gets his hammer to a round of applause from the crowd because thank goodness this means the match is almost over. Earl sees the hammer and says, don't you do it. Don't you use it, Triple H. But then Triple H nails Steiner in the gut with the hammer to a chorus of boos, which is weird because they cheered the getting of the hammer, but when he used it, they booed it. Earl Hebner, despite not... Not stopping the oh, match. This killed me. This killed me because he refused to DQ him earlier. Oh, you used the hammer? Now I'll DQ you. Yeah. So there you go, Patrick. H retains via DQ. I had had enough. He's finally had enough. This match went on for 18 minutes oh, and 14 man. seconds. Scott Steiner gets the win by DQ. This was this was rough. Patrick. This was not Bockwinkle and Dory Funk. Yes. This but this was. was very, very close. I said, damn, Patrick, we have a new nominee for worst match we've ever watched. This is up there. This is, this was, uh, yeah. This is this a contender. Was, this was bad. This was really bad. This is bad just and, for and so many reasons. This pay-per-view to this point in time has been shit. Thank goodness the next match will save us. Yes. Because if it didn't, I was literally going to come back and go, Alex, what the fuck? I was fascinated to see Steiner because I had actually, I've ne- I had never seen these matches. And I'd heard how terrible they were. Right. And I just thought, you know, they can't be that bad. It's it's Triple H, you know? And it's, it's, I know Scott Steiner, you know, had probably had some ring rust and, you know, probably wasn't, uh, you know, his cardio has never been really great, but if the if this match was seven minutes instead of nineteen, I think it could have been really great. And also the fuck finish. You can't do what they did. You can't have the ref say, I'm not gonna DQ you and then DQ you. Yeah. Like I said, you wanna make Steiner look strong because he just came in. You need him to get a win. He's not gonna beat you don't he's Triple H is not gonna job to him first time out cleanly. He's not gonna win the belt his very first match. He needed a build-up match. He needed some build-up matches, and that's why I thought that pairing him with Booker T would have been much better because what did 
What came of this for Triple H? Well, rematch with Steiner at No Way Out, and then the worst Triple H match at WrestleMania between Booker T for the belt. Well, second worst to Warrior. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> made Booker T look like a complete asshole at WrestleMania. Pedigreed him once, beat him clean, five minutes or whatever. Yeah. So I just thought that the, the pairing was wrong. Scott Steiner being a baby face was wrong. This match was, was god-awful. Yeah. Anything else to add to this? This was bad. This was worst match of the <laughs> year. I mean, this of 2000. Well, we haven't seen the No Way Out match yet, so hold, you know, it might be even worse. Our next match. Well, before before we move on to our next next match, of course, Steiner gets up from the attack. His thong is now hanging out of his pants, which... Now, Patrick Young, you are in the ring. Do you wear a thong in the no, ring? No, I do okay, not. Okay, well, yeah. I think these wrestlers do so because they, they don't want their, their panty lines showing through their tights. So this isn't that uncommon, but it's it's very funny to see a purple thong on Big Papa Pump here hanging out of his pants. Uh, he gets the hammer and swings it at uh, Triple H and attacks Nate with the hammer. So he gets all his heat back. And, uh, of course, the announcers say, we definitely need a rematch. No, we, we don't. See it no way out, boys, because we're going to get one, whether you want it or not. The crowd boos the living shit out of this. We get a Steiner, a Kleiner, to Triple H, and then Bischoff comes out and begs Scott Steiner to let Triple H go. He does. Fuck off, everybody. Yeah. It's on to the next match. It's Kurt Angle, accompanied by Team Angle, which is Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, defending the WWE title he won off Big Show last month against, name redacted, Chris Benoit, which, since Angle's going into the Hall of Fame this year, they've bookmarked all his matches, so even though Benoit's in this match, there's a bookmark for it, but it just says Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle defends the belt. It doesn't name who yeah. he defends it against. So I was super hyped for this match when I realized who was in it. I yes, because I knew before they the bell rang this was match of the night. Oh, because of who's involved? Yeah, right. And and I'm pretty sure they got a pep talk afterwards or beforehand anyway by Vince and Gorilla. Like, hey, you need to save this pay per view. <laughs> like, this is you need to save this pay per view. If they had. If they were backstage, they wouldn't have to do much right. to impress this crowd because those other exactly. matches had killed them. Exactly. The match starts. Team Angle saves Kurt from Benoit. They they block uh, Benoit from attacking Kurt, which Team Angle, unfortunately, despite being these world-class athletes, these SmackDown refs are able to corral Team Angle and get them out of the ring. So... At least we know we're not going to get a lot of interference in this match. What was your thoughts on Team Angle? Just side great note. way to introduce these guys. I agree, and and I still think Shelton Benjamin could be up there with Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles as one of the best in-ring performers. Shelton Benjamin very underrated. Well, it's his mic work that really limits him. Mm-hmm. Some people just don't have that gift. I mean, it's just like the female wrestlers. Some female wrestlers, I mean, it's just like anything. Some people just aren't suited for certain things. But in the ring, Shelton Benjamin always delivered. And Charlie Haas had a long career in Japan after leaving the uh, WWE. So both of these guys, very talented. Shelton, when he recovers from his shoulder injury, hopefully we'll see him again pretty soon. Yeah, um, I would like to see him in WWE again. So Angle is wearing a knee brace, and the announcers... Uh, 
the announcers sell it as a fake injury. Like he's basically wearing this knee brace. He was trying to get out of the match, I guess. So he faked a knee injury. Oh no, this is Chris Benoit's first title shot since his neck injury that uh, they herniated discs in his neck that nearly uh, ended his career. That, well, it nearly killed him. Unfortunately, later on, I think it contributed a lot, his CTE, a lot of the. Yeah. Yeah. So this is his first title shot since coming back from that devastating injury. Here we go. Snap suplex from Angle for a two count. Benoit annihilates Angle in the corner and clotheslines him in the back of the head. Covers him for a two count. Benoit DDT's Angle on the ring apron. Ouch. Rolls him in for a two count. Benoit tries the flying headbutt but misses. We get an Olympic slam attempt from Angle, but it's reversed into a sharpshooter. Angle makes it to the ropes. Angle whips Benoit into the ropes for a belly-to-belly. Angle looks for a rear naked choke but can't get get it locked in, and Benoit fights his way out of it. Angle suplexes Benoit for a two-count and tries the rear naked choke again, but Chris, again, fights his way out of it. Chris Benoit just will not stay down. Benoit connects with a big clothesline that takes both men out. The men are down from this this clothesline, and they nearly don't make the 10 count back to their feet, but Angle does. Benoit hits double Germans, goes for the third, but Angle then hits one on Benoit. It's a great sequence, but now these guys are completely gassed. They need a break. So they, they rest in the ring after this sequence for a minute. Then Benoit calls for the flying headbutt by the old, I'm going to decapitate you... Thumb across the throat the thing. Old, the old Arn Anderson. So Benoit climbs to the top rope, but Angle jumps to his feet, runs up, and super belly-to-belly suplexes him off the top rope. Benoit kicks out at two and three-fourths for a huge reaction from the crowd. Angle tries another Olympic slam, but is reversed into a crippler crossface. Angle crawls to the ropes, and he finally makes it. But the crowd really bought that he almost tapped. He had his hand up. The crowd was really buying that he yeah. was going to tap. Benoit, I'm going to lock in the ankle lock on you. So Benoit locks in the angle, the angle ankle lock. But then, of course, it's Kurt Angle's move, so he counters it into one of his own. Quick on his feet, Benoit counters it again into a crossface. Then Angle, to get out of it, rolls him into a pin. This sequence was just phenomenal. Oh, it, yeah, I... How they were able to to reach through from one to another to roll straight into to these these submissions is is unbelievable. So Angle rolls him up for a pin, but then Benoit reverses him into another crossface. Angle is stuck in the middle of the ring. He raises his hand to tap again, but Angle rolls through, gets to his feet, and hits the Olympic Slam. Angle covers, but Benoit kicks out at two and a half. Oh my goodness. I usually complain about near falls, but it totally made sense here. Taz makes fun of the Raw title match by mentioning how great this one is, so good for him. (laughs) Benoit almost gets a surprise sunset flip uh, for a quick three that, that the crowd bought totally. Angle and Benoit exchange German suplex. Benoit German's angle completely over like... Angle ends up landing face first on the mat, so he German suplexes him 360. The crowd start rising to their feet for a moment here as the match really starts getting hot. Benoit chants from the crowd, well, you certainly won't hear those anymore. (laughs) He goes up for the flying headbutt, gets it, but of course this is another move, just like RVD's frog splash, where it hurts him more than it does the other guy, so he can't cover quickly enough. 
But he, man, this fly, this flying headbutt, he went three-fourths across the ring to get Yeah, Angle's foot was under the turnbuckle on the opposite side of the ring. I mean, he went full length, practically, of the ring to hit this diving headbutt. When he hits it, a, a very light holy shit chant breaks out just for a headbutt. That's how impressive this headbutt was. Well, he finally does cover Angle, but he kicks out at two and three-fourths. Benoit gets dumped on the turnbuckle and gets Olympic slammed, but Benoit kicks out. This match, like I said, is just outstanding so far. Benoit puts Angle in the crossface again. His hand goes up to tap again, but he gets Benoit in the ankle lock. But this time, Benoit can't escape. Despite trying as hard as he can, he rolls through, he kicks, he fights, he tries to get to the ropes. Every single time he tries to get out, get out Angle can just get his ankle, and he fights like hell. Benoit fights like absolute hell, but he just cannot get out. Angle finally gets down on the ground and torques the ankle lock like a real MMA fighter would do. And Benoit has no choice. He taps out. Wow. Winner and still WWE champion Kurt Angle in match of the night in 19 minutes, 49 seconds. It was outstanding. Oh, yeah. This was... Match of the night, match of the year. This was... You know what's scary? I don't even think it's their best match together because no. I think their uh, Iron Man submission match they had after X7 uh, at like Backlash or whatever it was was better. But man, these guys... And the crowd gave a standing ovation to Benoit when he walked back and they played yeah. his music. Oh, and in 2003, you didn't get those. Not like now whenever you get them every two seconds. Not only that, you had team- to earn them. Team Angle runs out and puts Angle on his shoulders. This was a huge victory. This was a victory for both guys. Yeah. This was just, and this is how submission moves should be done in wrestling, where I fight like hell to get out of it. I don't just, I'm just going to crawl to the ropes or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or, or, or and the guy just gives up. Or sometimes, you know, a guy will have you in a submission move and he'll just give up for, you know, uh, you've been in this crab, Boston crab. I'll just let it go. Yeah. This was, this, this felt real. And yeah. you know, and and why it felt real? Because you had a real wrestler in the ring, and then you had Chris Benoit, who who thought this shit was real. Yes, he didn't fuck around. Like he bought into everything that he did, and it's a shame how it all ended for Chris Benoit, and it's a shame that his legacy will be forgotten. But my God, this this was just yeah. I mean, an unbelievable in ring performer. This was just outstanding. This was just. And what's funny is you're coming off the heels of them being tag team partners. Yeah. What, two months ago? Tag team partners yeah. don't shake. They hug. Buddy. They hug. Man, yeah, just phenomenal. I can't say enough good things about this match. This like, match, if, if... Oh, yeah, this was awesome. This was just... I was so happy with this match. Yeah. It couldn't have... Especially about midway through when it really kicks into high gear. I mean, it was never really that bad to begin with, but when they... All those sequences and reversals and just all the choreography and just there wasn't a dead spot. This match, this match gave you everything a wrestling match is supposed to be. You start slowly up that mountain and you're getting a, quite a bit of steam right when you hit that peak, and then at the very end, man, it roller coasters, and you're like, holy crap! And it just, you know, and when they needed rests, it made sense when they needed rests, like when. A clothesline knocks them both down. They need 10 seconds, but they're ready to go again or what? They're yeah. not locked in a fucking bear hug yeah. or whatever. You know, it just, what a match. F- phenomenal. And, uh, of course, Wrestle- a year later, WrestleMania 20 would be the coronation of Benoit. So I think he earned a lot of, I think the boys in the back, the riders and Vince finally realized 
this guy this guy is ready. Yeah. I mean, this guy this guy deserves a belt. Yeah, to be crowned. Time for the Rumble match, Patrick. Remember, this is the Royal Rumble. Of course, it's almost secondary now to that to that title match, that epic match. Yeah, but uh, well, we did it with our last one. Let's let's do it with this one. You know who's in the match? Who's your pick to win? Okay, so our champions. We presume that our champions will hold on until WrestleMania, and that we know that Benoit and Steiner won't be in the match because they wrestled earlier tonight. And this year. They mentioned, too, that you have to fight your brand's champion. This wasn't when you could pick. Correct. You could not jump. On the Raw side, we have HBK, Jericho, Chris Harvard, Christian, Tommy Dreamer, RVD, Jeff Hardy, Rosie, Jamal, Test, Kane, Booker T, Maven, Goldust, and Batista. I'm not seeing my winner coming from Raw. Nope. I just don't see my winner coming from Raw out of that group. On SmackDown, our champion is our champion is Angle, who is a heel, so we need a face. We've got to choose from from the SmackDown side, Mysterio Edge, Chavo, Tajiri, Bill DeMott, B-Squared, Matt Hardy, Eddie Guerrero, John Cena, Charlie Haas, Rikishi, Shelton Benjamin, A-Train, Lesnar, and Taker. Who do I want to see fighting? I'd really just like to see Chris Benoit fight Angle again at Mania. Now, yeah, right. Honestly. I'm I'm going with uh with my man. He did it last year with the Shocker heard around the world with eliminating the Undertaker. So I think my tough enough winner, my man Maven, is going to go all the way. <laughs> That's my pick. That's okay. who I'm going with. I got Maven oh, so, okay. is winning this Royal Rumble. So you're going to do the Jerry Lawler bit where where you just pick the guy that's definitely not good. Well, then my pick is B-squared. B-squared. I think, think B-squared versus Kurt Angle headlining WrestleMania will be our pick. Will be my pick for the uh, 2003 Royal Rumble. Realistically, I'd say there's only two choices for this, and that is Lesnar or Taker. That's really all there is. Yeah. That's, I mean... Or, or have Sean... Run the gauntlet like because they made a big deal about Shawn Michaels yes. being number one again. I like what they did with him here though better. This was awesome. Okay, so your boy Shawn Michaels, he wanted number one. Yeah, he wanted the challenge because he won it from number one before. So I guess Bischoff granted him that opportunity. Jericho was upset about this because he, Jericho wanted number one. Instead, he'll get number two. I was not given the option to choose any number I wanted because Mr. McMahon made Shawn Michaels the first entrant in the Rumble match. He just gave it to him. But you know what? Despite the obvious favoritism here in the WWE, I'm still something that HBK never has been and never will be. And that is the very first undisputed champion in history. And not only that, but I had to beat The Rock and Steve Austin back to back in the same night to do it. So just like I rose to the occasion then, I'm going to rise to the occasion tonight and one by one throw 29 other superstars right over the top rope, win the Royal Rumble, and fulfill my destiny of regaining my championship at WrestleMania. So it's Y2J coming out to number two, and no, he did not use his shitty saliva song, thank goodness. So Y2J's music hits, we look at the ramp, but wait a second. Is that a wig? That's Christian. What? 
So Jericho sneak attacks HBK from the other side of the ring. So that's how. Sneaks in and hits a low blow. By the way, HBK much better tights this week than at yes. Survivor Series. In the poop brown. Yes. So here we go. The match starts with Y2J, as uh, as Gorilla would say, Pearl Harboring HBK from behind. Jericho smartly, which I don't know why more people don't do this, gets a chair. And he goes and gets a chair and he whacks HBK in the face and HBK blades immediately. <laughs> Seconds into the Royal Rumble. He's going to run the gauntlet in his mind. Yes. And he is already bleeding. Number three is Chris Harvard. Chris Harvard. Harvard grad. He's smart. Not gonna get, Nowinski. Not gonna get in the ring, so he he stands I, outside. I think I think he I think he might pull it out too. If he if he was smart and stay see this is the thing about the people that say they're gonna stay outside the ring. They never do. They yeah they always get in before number thirty. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. I would love to have a Royal Rumble where everybody comes out, nobody gets in the ring. <laughs> Not, I number, love this idea. The number 30s music hits, everybody piles and up. Once. And yeah. That and was, it's just a regular battle royal. Yeah, that would be awesome. But anyway, so he's smart. He's not going to get in the ring. He's a Harvard grad after all. So Jericho tees off on HBK, who's now bloody. And shocker of the night, Jericho dumps HBK right over the ropes. The first man out. Sean's gone. Sean is gone, and your little heart must have just been broken into a million pieces as your favorite wrestler. Uh, the crowd seemed to have hated this decision. And there you have it. There's your WrestleMania angle. It's going to be Jericho and Michaels at WrestleMania, which turned out to be a great match. Yeah, and turned out to be a great feud with the buildup, too. Oh, is that the, uh, That's the, the Jeritron? Jeritron and everything, yeah. So that was a great, great feud and a great buildup. Good two months of work there to to make that match. Ray Ray is out at number four. Ron Ron Mysterio there, hopping off the boat. <laughs> the two former cruiserweight champions now speed things up as Y two J and Ray go at it. Ray hits a springboard drop kick on Jericho. Then Chris Harvard, despite saying he wouldn't get in the match, gets in the match. He slides in. Yeah. Edge is in at number five. He runs to the ring, which is stupid. Take your time. Why would you gas yourself out before you get in the ring? Edge gets in, and that means everyone's getting a spear. Mysterio, Hurricane, Ron is Jericho. They were the tag champs, remember? So uh, Edge and Mysterio are going to work together for a while. But now, here's here's who I thought Edge was going to work with. Your next entry is Christian. Yes, Christian is out next in hideous tights. He gives Edge a hug, and uh, you think, oh, E&C reunion here. Yep. But then gets speared. So, no ENC reunion. Chris Harvard thinks he eliminates Ray and Edge. Instead, he gets stereo missile drop kicks. Now, this goes very badly for him as Ray hits his, and then Edge, when he tries his, his leg lands directly on Chris Nowinski's face, which I imagine is one of the concussions that ended Chris Nowinski's career. It's very brutal to go back and watch. And yeah, now Chris Nowinski, of course, would retire. And go on to be a concussion specialist. Help the NFL and the WWE with uh, CTE. Died. I mean, basically came up with the theory about CTE and how bad it damages these guys' brains. So this is might have been what caused. It's weird. This this one missile dropkick sequence kind of changed 
the course of history in yeah, a way. Yeah, it was, um, and he's he's one that has spearheaded the the lawsuit pending with WWE and all the the old wrestlers. Right, and so well, his research helps them. Right, Ray gives Chris Nowinski a Bronco Buster. X Pac would be very upset with that. <laughs> Chavito, Chavo is in next. He wants Ray. They do some lucha things. He gets six one nine, and then he uh, and then Ray six one nines Christian. Chris Nowinski catches Ray on a Hurricane Rana attempt, but Ray powers him over, so he Hurricane Rana's Chris Nowinski out of the ring, and Chris Nowinski's time is done. So it goes from HBK eliminated first, Nowinski is second. There was one I missed somewhere along the way. Chavo getting eliminated, so just forgive me, <laughs> note takers, when I fail to mention his existence. Tajiri's out next, so everybody's getting kicked in the face. He didn't bring his green green mist with him, though. The guys in the ring just sort of wait around. It's a really slow period here, and you think, uh oh, someone big's coming next. Who could this be? It's Bill, Bill De- DeMott. <laughs> Not Hugh Morris. No, Bill DeMott. Bill DeMont, okay. The real man, that's his real name, Bill DeMont. I do not remember this portion of his career Uh, as Bill DeMont. Well, uh... (laughs) Exactly. Your next entry is Tommy Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer, Yes, your boy Tommy Dreamer. He's going to bring some plunder out with him. Man, Uh, he brings that kendo stick and he starts wearing people out with it. Yeah, Edge and Tommy kendo stick the shit out of Bill DeMont. They kendo stick him right out of the ring. Yes. Elimination by Kendo Stick. Jericho and Christian concerto with trash can lids to Dreamer, and he is eliminated to a chorus of boos. And well, and he hit he hit uh he hit Y two J in the face. Oh, that's right. That's what that caused Kendo that stick. big welt on Jericho's he, face. He got like a goose egg right in between his eyes. Tajiri tries a tarantula. Why would you do this in the Rumble? That's stupid. So he gets eliminated when he tries a tarantula on Jericho. B squared. B squared, who was, believe this or not, in John Cena's Hall of Fame speech, I hope B squared gives the introduction because they used to be tag team partners. Yes. So B squared is out next. Wow. Pick. My, my pick to win. Here we go. I said their careers couldn't have gone differently, would you say? <laughs> So B-squared is in, and Christian immediately tosses him out. Bull Buchanan. B-squared lasts a total of 24 seconds in the Royal Rumble. Wow. Yeah. Good run. Still not the shortest, but yeah. Wow. Chavo. Okay, here's where Chavo, I guess, is eliminated. He is speared out of the ring. He's speared over the top by Edge. That is how he got, yes. He gets thrown over the top. He's holding on. Edge hits him. Okay. Play the ropes with a spear, and he goes flying. That's right. Jericho is nearly eliminated by Edge, but but somehow eliminates Edge and Christian. He is then suddenly the only guy in the ring. The kendo stick knocked a giant gash in his head, so now we got Jericho all alone with this giant bleeding head. RVD is out next, and the crowd come to their feet as RVD is like the most over guy still. Yes. We mentioned this at Survivor Series. They love this guy. RVD was over, over. RVD chance breakout. He kicks Jericho out of his boots. We get rolling thunder on Jericho. Then Matt Hardy, V1, is out with his buddy Shannon Moore. Y2J and Hardy double team up on RVD. Y2J bulldogs him and misses his lion's salt. Then RVD hits the five-star frog splash on Jericho. 
Eddie Guerrero is out next. Eddie fights everyone. He doesn't care. RVD monkey flips Eddie across the ring. Eddie frog splashes RVD, so we have a battle of frog splashes going on. Matt hits a twist of fate on Eddie, and then V1 is standing tall in the ring, which of course means Jeff, Jeff Hardy is out next. It's Jeff almost comes like, out. It's almost like this thing is scripted. Yeah, you know, it's weird. And and Matt Matt thinks they're going to work together. Yeah. Hey, brother, what's up, man? Brother Nero and Broken Matt. Yeah. But instead, they battle it out. Jeff tries to twist a fate on Matt, but Shannon Moore saves him. So instead, Jeff swantons both of them. And so that was kind of cool. I, I love Shannon Moore's part of this rumble, by the way. That he gets to be in it and not and not be actually in an entry. Yeah. That's a good bit. That's a good that, night's work. I, yeah. Rosie is out next to no reaction. <laughs> Test is out next with Stacy Keebler at number 17. And here's our favorite. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that in 2017, the master of thugonomics, basic thugonomics, John Cena is out at number 18. Oh, I meant to record his rap. I need to put his rap in there. His rap sucks. He is the worst rapper. I, I laugh so hard. And he ends... <laughs> His closing line of his rap is that his style is like a swollen penis. You just can't beat me. Thank you. Is that how you pick up women? Just You just walk up and say that to them? Yes. Uh, I, I think that's how you scare women away if you say you have a swollen penis. You need, you need to have a doctor look at that. So he's in full blue jeans, so a rare non-jort-wearing uh, yeah, no, John no Cena. Yeah, no jean shorts. Yeah. Charlie Haas from Team Angles out at 19. Oh, here's your favorite. Next. This feels like the ring is filling up yeah. for my boy, Kane. But before Kane comes out... You get the big guy. Oh, hold on. No, yeah. Never mind. I felt like the ring was filling up for Kane's big throw everybody over the top ropes. Right. Anyway, in the meantime, Hardy is eliminated by RVD because he's up on the top turnbuckle. Again, don't do this in the Royal Rumble. And RVD just shoves him right off. Yep. So Jeff Hardy's out. Then here's, yes, my favorite, the big quiche. The big quiche, Rikishi, is out at 20. Quiche has already, the announcers mentioned, been in eight Rumbles by now. I mean, geez, Louise. And then Jamal is out next, so we have a Samoan family reunion going on. He hits Keish first, but then Keish hits him with a super kick, so even family members really want this WrestleMania spot. But all at once, here we go. The flames go up. Well, stink face to Jamal first. Oh, yeah. Stink his face brother to- gets to sniff his brother's butthole That's- first. Then, yeah, just yes. making sure what he ate for, for dinner. Yes, then my boy, my Royal Rumble, the only time I love seeing Kane, no matter what, Kane is out next. Uh, and, and side note, serious, I would love to see Kane actually win the Rumble one year before he retires. Even if it is like with the brand split and it's a shit, it's just shit mania match. They could even take him out of the number one contendership. He could just, it's just a thing to put on his I resume would, that he won it. I would it. love to see that, yes. Yes, I'm with you. As, as Glenn Jacobs DDS, as Fake Diesel, as Kane, he's been in a total of 19 of these things in 2017. And he didn't put him in this year. I was really confused. My boy, Glenn Jacobs. So I think, okay, here we go. He's out to clear the ring. He knocks everyone down, including choke slamming Rico into the ring. Rico was out. He was managing three minute warnings still. 
Rico, another guy, gets to be in the Rumble without being in the Rumble. Rosie is tossed out by Kane. Then Kane nearly eliminates Jericho. Ain't no stopping me now. Shelton Benjamin is out next. The ring is very, very full still. It's getting really full, yeah. Booker T is out next with Pyro. He scissor kicks Kane, a spinneroony right in the middle of the ring, and he dumps out Eddie Guerrero. This was a hard fall for Eddie. Right on his knee. Right on his knee, and he get, I mean, he gets up really holding it and hurting bad. A-Train is out next and had a huge part of this rumble. He had the Kane spot, basically, he, yeah, of he did. annihilating people. He didn't eliminate many people, but he... So, okay, I wanted to take a second. He was at first Prince Albert. Prince Albert. Yes. Then just Albert. Yes. Then he became A <laughs> Train. Was it A Train? Yeah. Okay. Then he went to Japan. Japan came back and he was Lord Tensai. Okay. And now he he's basically he runs NXT. Or he's yeah. one of their head trainers. Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom. Okay. Then Here's the thing. He's been he's like viscera. He's had so many damn characters you can't keep them all separated. Here's the thing though. When you introduce somebody as a guy that pierces dicks, it's gonna be hard to repackage them as a monster. And so I agree. And especially a big hairy dude. Well, he doesn't have the most great physique. Yeah. You know? Yes. So selling me as selling me on him being a monster is gonna be a tough sell. So the fact that they gave him this run in this rumble is weird. They gave two seconds of thought to before they did it, and they did it. He, Albert bombs Cena, which I, I called them power bombs, but the, he just he lifts them up in a choke and power bombs them, so it's not really a power bomb. Right. He Albert bombs Cena, and he back breaks Shelton Benjamin. Then he Albert bombs RVD before getting super kicked by the big quiche. Keish nearly eliminates Jericho, who's been in this match a long time now. And this is when Shawn Michaels decides, you know what? Fuck that guy. He runs back down to the ring and takes on the entire field again. So he's basically re-entered this match. His head bandaged from bleeding. Yes, but he does finally decide to go after Jericho and distracts Jericho long enough for Test to throw Jericho over. So there you have it. Uh, there's Jericho is gone. Jericho is out. He was the Iron Man in the match. We'll go over the stats at the end. But now, the big and Michaels one. eliminates himself again by jumping over the top rope to beat up Jericho. So yeah. just to double make sure that he was definitely eliminated. But but now the big one. Now your pick. My pick. Who still comes out? He's been in this thing for two years. He's been in the Fed for two years. Still comes out to a tough enough graphic. It's Maven time to no reaction. Maven's got the ring is still very full. It looks like there's about twelve men still in the ring. Gold Dust is out next. He gets some pyro and he struts to the ring. Gold Dust is number twenty-seven, by the way. He slams Team Angle and then shatters Maven's dreams. Uh oh, with his yeah. illegal finisher. But this is no DQ Royal Rumble kick to the balls this is uh towards gold dust uh the end of another gold dust run in the uh the fed before he would be black rain and tna the crowd is very very it's a lot better than seven just fyi well we never got to really see the seven character develop so the crowd is very very quiet remember technically they know who number 30 is number think. 30 is brock lesnar absolutely right yeah i mean he just won a 30 30 30- you know, 30 minutes. He won spot. it. Team Angle dumps Booker T over the top rope. There's your WrestleMania match for Triple H set up by 
team angle somehow. Batista is out at number 28. King now, he picks everybody that out, is out next, and now King picks Batista. That's King's gimmick. He was even doing it this year. Whoever Whoever's out next, he's immediately, oh, that's my pick. Yeah. That's my pick. Yeah. He can never be wrong that way. Test and Batista, these big roid monsters, they just start beating the shit out of each other until Batista pulls down the top rope and Test eliminates himself. Batista simply clotheslines Big Quiche over the top rope. And then at number 29, here comes the pain. Here comes a stipulation that was lied to us about. Brock Lesnar is 29, not number 30. I don't understand that. I don't. You just said earlier, first match of the night, Big Show Lesnar to determine the number 30 spot. I didn't watch the Raw from the next night, but maybe Bischoff and Stephanie traded for the number 30. No, this is both SmackDown guys. Yeah, it's both SmackDown. I don't know what happened. I don't either. Other than I guess... I can't give you an explanation. They wanted the surprise of Taker because Taker had been off TV, I guess. Right. But still... I can't give you an explanation, though, and that bugs the shit out of me because I really don't know why. Brock eliminates both Team Angle members and F5's Matt Hardy over the top rope onto Team Angle, who catches him, thankfully. Yeah. Holy shit chance breakout for that. It's the big dog, the original dog. Number 30. The dog that runs the yard. The Undertaker, biker taker, my least favorite taker, is out on his motorcycle. He's been out. Since the Hell in a Cell match, he's been off TV, so this was supposed to be a big surprise, but the crowd didn't really react like that big for it. I mean, they were glad to see him, but... And and I want to specify, when you see him get in the ring here and he just starts throwing strike, watch his footwork for people that are actually interested in in, in ring moving. His footwork, step, turn, pow, step, turn, pow. It is... It's unbelievable how well of a technician I didn't realize Taker was in in moving around the ring. It's it really it's blew my mind. Taker clotheslines Thugonomics Cena over the top rope. So here, see this year, this could have been the culmination of a of a feud that's been <laughs> brewing for fourteen years. You know, uh, so yeah, Cena is done. Taker clotheslines him over. Then he clotheslines Jamal over. Maven tries it again. Maven's he, got it. He drop kicks Undertaker in the back. Taker's gone over. Woo! Yeah! I got this. I did it two years in a row. That a baby. Yeah. Damn, he didn't go over. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I guess I should have actually looked before yeah. I turned around to celebrate. So he gets choke slammed, and then Taker simply tosses Maven over. Sorry. I, I, yeah, my my... My pick's gone. A-Train Albert bombs Taker. I'm surprised Taker allowed this to happen. Well, this was their build-up for WrestleMania. Oh, right, right. Because it was him and, and... Oh, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. we. I missed the... Pr- Nathan Jones promo will be included in this uh, review. Because I'd indicate that I was pretty fed up with uh, the breaches in security and the deliberate sabotage of the prison system. We're witnessing the breakdown of law and order in the Queensland prison system. More prisoners than ever are escaping. Nathan Jones, known as the Colossus of Bogger Road. The Colossus of Bogger Road. The Colossus of Bogger Road, where he is serving time for armed robbery. The tables turned for young Nathan when he was transferred to Brisbane Prison from Tasmania for security reasons. The Premier has responded by ordering a review of all security procedures in the state's jails. Let's isolate them and deal with them appropriately. I am 
I'm Nathan Jones. G'day. You don't want to spoil who was in Taker's Corner? No, I don't want to acknowledge uh, Sean O'Hare's promo. That was bad. It was a gimmick, man. That Give it a break. Bad. He was the devil's advocate. That it never was, even came to light. I know. Thank God. Because that was bad. I'm including that. No. Yes, I'm including Sean no. O'Hare's. I loved it. That was bad. You want heat? That was heat. That was heat. That was that that pissed me off. I in know the it business. did. Like that was bad. Stop the prayers. Hit the snooze. You'll go next week. Hell. Don't even go at all. If God is everywhere, why should we even go to church if he's sitting right next to you on the couch? Who even knows if there is a God anyway? The church is nothing but a farce. A way to judge you. You have to take control of your own life. You are your only judge. Save yourself the headache. Do something more valuable with your time. And if there is a God, he'll forgive you. Hey, I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. That, that was right. But I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. That That's that's not right. That was bad. So Kane chokeslams Lesnar. Other than RVD, the six guys in the ring are all roidy monsters, so RVD just looks very out of place. A-Train tries a traditional powerbomb on Kane, but then RVD saves him. They were tag partners at the time. Then Kane, what an asshole this guy is, turns on RVD and press slams him over the ropes, and the crowd hated this. So now the crowd, the last crowd favorite, really, I mean, besides Lesnar and Taker, is gone. Yes. Here's here is our final four: Kane, Batista, Brock, and Taker. Taker and Brock stare each other down, but the Raw guys. Now it's a brand battle. The Raw guys break them up. Brock belly to bellies Batista. We get an F five to Kane. Then Taker and Brock finally get to size each other up again. Taker big boots Brock. Brock nearly eliminates Taker. And an F5 is countered into a tombstone. Taker simply clotheslines Batista out. So that's the end of Batista. So now it's the Brothers of Destruction versus Brock. Taker's loyal to the SmackDown brand. He double crosses Kane and throws him over, eliminates him. Meanwhile, Batista sneaks in with a chair and distracts Undertaker. So Brock sneaks up behind Taker and tosses him over. Oh my goodness, Brock Lesnar is going to the main event of WrestleMania 19. Brock Lesnar just won the Royal Rumble. He sure did. And the place went nuts. They loved Brock. They did. And I don't understand. Even though he eliminated Taker. Even though he eliminated the uh, other crowd favorite. But see, y'all made it right because Taker was like smiling and was like, Yep, you got me. You got me, bro. And then he gets in the ring and does the whole, well, he doesn't handshake because Taker's, you know, too cool for that. They do like a He's fist like, bump. I want my title shot Yeah, you win it, bro. Yeah, I'm next. I'm next up, bro. Yeah. So they do the respect spot. And luckily, this was before that fucking WrestleMania sign, so Brock didn't have to point to anything. <laughs> and there you have it. 
Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble match for 2003 in 53 minutes, 41 seconds. Your Rumble stats. Your Rumble stats for this Rumble. Jericho had the most eliminations. He had six. He was also the Iron Man. He spent 38 minutes, 54 seconds in the match. He's also the longest. He is the all-time Iron Man. He spent more time in the Rumble than anybody else. Really? Still now? Yeah. Uh, as as of 2017, yes. B-Squared only spent 24 seconds in the match, so he spent the shortest amount of time. Lesnar won from spot number 29. He spent nine minutes in the match and eliminated four people. And that is Royal Rumble 2003 from Boston, Massachusetts. This was a rough, rough watch. How do you figure that? Man. This was fine. It was, I mean, okay. Big Show Lesnar was pretty much match match of the night till we got to Angle and Benoit. Angle and Benoit saved this pay-per-view. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, th- that's just... I thought the Rumble match was kind of boring, too, because yeah. it just wasn't laid out. The The layout of it wasn't quite right. It just didn't... It the, didn't flow like other rumbles have. Yeah, there were too many times when uh, when it would pile up and the yeah. guys. It was it was it was reminiscent of that first rumble we watched where it would get too crowded. I agree. And the guys would just be standing around. I agree. I agree. And the way they've laid out these rumbles in the last few years or in recent times, where you know some guys lay in the corner for a minute, but at least you get some spots. You at least you get some signatures, some finishers. You get some cool stuff. This kind of lacked in that department. Also, I thought that, you know, Brock winning it wasn't that big of a surprise because, I mean... If they do a match to determine, the, and this is why they stopped right. it, to determine, uh, like, a, a specific spot. I mean, if they put emphasis on... It was just like at WrestleMania 30 when Daniel Bryan had to win to get in the main event. That person's going to win every time. Yeah. Uh, you know... And if they had done that match on TV before, then maybe there'd be some question. Right. But also, and also the fact that that's the first match. So, you know, we got to save him. We're going to let him rest up. Yeah. Give him as much time as possible. So I thought, like I said, looking at that roster between the 30 guys, there wasn't a lot to really choose. I mean, Lesnar, between Lesnar, Lesnar and Taker were my only two options that that I felt were legitimate options. And also since Raw... Since you had to fight that champion, that means that, you know, you could go another direction with the raw belt. Having two belts allows you to do something else. So I love your WCW Sin shirt, by the way. You're probably the only man in the world with a Sin shirt on. It's very funny. Uh, A terrible pay-per-view. Please don't pick that one for next week's review. No, I'm not. not. I haven't seen that paper. Uh, any other thoughts on the rest of the card before Um, we move on? It was was a rough... I mean, it it was an okay watch. Do not get me wrong. It was, oh, I thought it was an easy watch. It's an easy watch. Hour 15, hour 20 that you can just fast forward right through. You're absolutely right. You can actually, I would advise you to just skip to the last two matches, which is the Rumble and Angle and Benoit. Yeah. Because if, Dudley Boys, Regal, and Storm was a, was a decent match, but it's a TV match. Yeah, I it's, mean, a, it's a Raw or SmackDown match. It's not. Tori Wilson, Don Marie, fuck right off. Brock Lesnar, Big Show. We just fucking saw that. I mean, Triple H, him. Steiner was. Oh man! Unless you just want to see something really, really bad. Unless a a suplex, a chop, and love, a forearm to the back. 
If you love those three moves, you're going to love this match. If you love belly to bellies, uh, you are going to love uh, Steiner and Triple H. And I can't believe they had a rematch at No Way Out. I cannot believe they did it, but they did. And uh, I thought this was a, oh man, I mean, Benoit Angle, five stars for me. I mean, yeah. just uh, excellent. I don't, I don't rate on star scale or whatever. And like I say, I don't even think it's their best match together, but without it, this is really, really bad. Yeah. Um, Rumble match, okay. Uh, it dragged, but... Uh, so now it is time for our rating scale, Patrick. It is time to go to the big board and see where this falls between Hornswoggle and El Gigante Giant Gonzalez. Where do you rate Royal Rumble 2003? I'm going to go with my pick for the Royal Rumble, a Maven. Wow. So I am picking a Maven for this pay-per-view. Strictly because Benoit Angle saved it. Since you went that direction, of course, I have to go with my pick. Even though I think I've used him before on the rating scale, I'm going with a B-squared, a Bull Buchanan, a six-foot-six man, so you're only pretty- for the Benoit... Angle and Rumble. Yeah. And and Lesnar and Big Show's okay. That's yeah. fine. Really, like I said, the rating scale doesn't matter. It's uh, just something we do. And uh, anyway, this podcast doesn't matter. It's just something that we do. No, this podcast matters, damn it. Oh, okay. So where are we going shopping right. in the uh, old wrestling pay-per-view department for so, next week, episode 26? So I, I did, we talked beforehand. I kind of let it slip. Because I wanted to get approval that you would be willing to watch this because this is one that I love to watch. This is available on the network? This is available on the network. Okay. This is probably the greatest NWA pay-per-view of all time. Mm. It competes with... Starcade 97. Wrong. It competes with WrestleMania 1. Okay. Going back to 1985, Starcade... 1985, with one of the greatest I Quit matches of all time in Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard. And without a doubt, the Bullet of the Wood, the Son of a Plumber, the one and only Dusty Rose is going to go one on one against that dirty, rotten, I can't believe he's even stepping in my ring, Ric Flair. Wow. That actually sounds awesome. Looking forward to it. Starcade 85 for episode 26 of the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Wow, Starcade 85. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what it was like in the glory days. I bet the production value is just phenomenal. <laughs> oh, it's it's awesome. Anything else sad this week, Patrick, before uh, we get out of here? No, that's it, bro. We're... uh. Well, you and me have a big Sunday together. Saying goodbye to the Georgia Dome. We're going to go say goodbye to the Georgia Dome. Say goodbye. See some monster trucks. Yeah. Other than that, man. uh, Yeah. We've got a... We're less than a month out from our WrestleMania trip. Are we going to do a special WrestleMania podcast? Because I'm pretty sure our fans want to hear about it. I do. I have the equipment available. Uh, We can, uh, from from our Airbnb, we may be doing a special... WrestleMania edition of the Retro Wrestling Podcast, so stay tuned. We'll have to uh, figure all that out. But, uh, yep, that does it for us for uh, this week. As always, I'm intern Alex. I'm the one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. Saying, as always, my closing line's a clothesline. 
Bingo, bango. Oh, special bonus before we go. Here's a little bit of Scott Steiner math. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice.